What's up, everybody? It's producer Devo here, and I've got another great show for you this week. This is coming to you live from the Arena Pub here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and an absolute amazing lineup. We got Sandra Slade, Uncle Gary, Terrell Norton, uh, Cade Moore. Uh, we have Michael Patton hosting and Landry Miller on this show. What a great, great show for you uh, we have here. Now, I will say I had a little mistake on the recording. I uh, had my times mixed up, and I showed up a few minutes into Michael Patton's opening set of introducing everybody and getting the show started. So we'll start uh, a few minutes into the show, but all the comedians are there intact, uh, and it was an absolute great show on uh, this past Friday. Now, uh, if you are a fan of live comedy, we have another great show coming up completely outdoors at 473, Bar 473 here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, you can go check it out this Saturday, 926 at 8 p.m. There is no cover. Uh, Zach Amen is hosting. We've got Kobe Trent, Dustin DeVore, Alex Boyd, Cave Moore, Zahava Glazier, Gary Thompson, and of course, as I said, Mr. Amen is hosting. So come and check that out. It's a Soundstooth Presents Outdoor Comedy at 473. You can find it on Facebook. We hope to see you there. And now, without any further ado, on with this week's show. Um, I'm old. My age starts with three score. I mean, I'm that old. I'm, I'm 62 years old this year. So, uh, and it's, it's hard. Um, it is difficult. I'm glad I lived this long. Um, I have better chances to do things. I, um, I think the most important thing about being this age is um, how people perceive you. And they do perceive me as, I mean, a boomer. Um, I am. I mean, I was born in the 50s. I fit that demographic. And, and you should hate boomers. I mean, you really should hate us. I mean, um, so for a lot of good reasons, um, you should hate us. But uh, most of us because we're assholes. I mean, we were trained to be assholes. We were brought up that way. Um, so luckily, I had a strong mother in my life who took care of it to make sure it wasn't that way. So I'm not judgmental. I don't care anything about you. I barely care about my own kids. Why would I care about you? Um, so going forward. Um, but being a boomer, it's hard to be hated. I mean, it's, I didn't think I deserved it, but yet, and I have, and good reason. I mean, and you know people, I mean, you could have killed me. I mean, you had a chance in COVID. You know, I didn't do a shake by hand. You know, you could have got away with it. You know, like, oh, it's a COVID death. You know, you know, you got it. Um, I don't know. For me, um, being a boomer um, is, is hard. Um, I, I went through down my eighth decade. Um, and it's hard to age. It's hard to get that way. I, I used to be strong. I mean, I was, I, I wrestled for the high school down the street, Rogers High School. I, I threw the shotgun. Um, those are really stupid sports to do, by the way. Um, so I, I, at my age, I can't just call my friends up and say, hey, come on over, let's wrestle. You know, bring your shotgun. You know, I should have played tennis, I should have played golf, I should have done other things like that. Um, uh, everything has changed. I mean, even the games have changed. Um, I don't play, you know, softball or anything physical now. My age, I'll break a hip. I, uh, my favorite games are probably a uh, hide and go pee. Um, so, or um, tic tac, take a nap. And that's one of my favorites. So, good there from there. Um, I don't know. Um, it's nice. It's nice to be this age. I, um, I have a better life. I, I get that. I know why you hate me. Uh, my life has been good. I mean, they invented crunch berries when I was five and McNugget family meals when I was six. I mean, you know, I feel like the whole world was for me the privilege I have at this age. Um, most importantly, um, the privilege I have now, they think it because it was a different world. It was safer then. We could do things. And uh, in terms of 
when you young people now, I, it's, it's hard. Sex is difficult to explain, and nobody wants to talk about it with being a theory. Um, when I was your age, it was wonderful. I mean, it was free love. I mean, it was so nice. Uh, Roe versus Wade had just passed in the Supreme Court, so women could get an abortion if they wanted to, if they needed to. Um, the pill was invented so they wouldn't get pregnant. I mean, there wasn't AIDS. I mean, it was a wonderful kind of free love. I mean, if you're from the area, I probably fucked your mom. So, I am. Um, on the other hand, um, things are more difficult for me. It is, um, it's a challenge um, because I don't know the things I like. I don't know. I, I'm uh, recently single again. I'm trying to figure out dating. It's very difficult. Um, on the good hand, women have lowered their standards, um, so it really helps. Um, on the second side, is I just don't know what I care about. I don't know my kinks. I didn't have a chance. You young people get that. I mean, you have the chance to figure out what you like. You, I mean, you have sort of a form. I mean, you can figure out what partners and what openings and endings uh, you care about. And I didn't have that. I mean, when I was young, I had the uh, Sears catalog, I mean, the underwear section, you know, and uh, my older brother ruined that for me, so mom hit it. I, so I think my first sexual thoughts will probably create a bottle of syrup shaped like a woman. So Mrs. Butterworth is probably my first crush, you know, which is, uh, which is really sad. I mean, now it's affected me. I mean, I, I drive by Waffle Houses and get slightly aroused. I mean, I, uh, a stack of pancakes and that's orgy, you know. And, um, and the worst thing is probably that uh, I just, it's hard to, she wore an apron. So that woman who cleaned her really sexy to me. So, oh well, um, it's time to start our show. So, um, before we get out of here, I mean, uh, have a good time tonight. Uh, as you leave, drive carefully, say hi to your mom, um, all those things. Um, so, okay, for our first comic tonight, um, Shauna runs a um, open mic on Tuesdays and Reds here in town. She's been a comedian. I've seen her on stage and all around. She was a, a headliner for the uh, Blue Mill Comedy Festival. Please bring to the stage Shauna Blake. Excellent. You guys brought this here. I can weirdly hold it. I'll put it down. Okay. Graceful. All right. So, you guys can probably tell just by looking at me, but I'm going to go ahead and confirm that yes, I have been clinically described as solidly built. Thank you. Yeah. So that's a real medical diagnosis at the fake doctor's office I go to to get diet pills. It's a great place. It's magical. Like I pulled up, there's a sign on the front door that says, don't believe what you read in the paper. I was like, oh, they got good shit in here. I want what they're selling, right? So I go in and people are shredding documents. It's chaos. It's great. I get paired up with this tall, thin, middle-aged woman, short brown hair glasses. Looks like her name is like Nancy, you know? And I go to the back with her and she weighs me and she measures me and she has this whole printout. She's going over it with me. She's like, this is the percentage of weight that's water. This is the percentage that's your organs. You're a thousand percent fat. I was like, Nancy, I don't think that's a real number. It's rude, that's what it is. She's a very serious, very stern woman. So she looks at me very seriously, very sternly. And she says, this is how much weight you need to lose to get down to that healthy box. And me, trying to liven things up a little bit, I say, or if I want to get anyone down into my box, am I right, Nancy? 
Nance? She's like, this Blake, this is very serious. He's like, yeah, 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 you're right. But she has set me on a path to get down to what I like to call my boxing weight. Let's get it. Cool. It's still daylight. I guess I shouldn't talk about that yet. <laughs> Here we are, you know? Welcome to the show. Um, yeah, it sucks though trying to lose weight. My friends are trying to help me. They're like, hey, let's do this fitness challenge. I'm like, oh, okay, what is it? But like every time you go to the bathroom, you have to do 10 squats. And that has really helped me cut down on drinking water. I'm very dehydrated. <laughs> I think it's helping. I think it's working. Oh, I should be healthier though. I should try. Because, I mean, it's a, it's a time to be healthy, right? It's, a, it's stuff's going on out in the world. And I was on lockdown for a while, but I still managed to get COVID. Ugh, I don't have it now. Like, don't worry. It's fine. But I did, I got it, and it, it was not fun. I don't recommend it if you're thinking about it on the fence. But what I learned from it mostly was that I might have some intimacy issues with my partner because I had it and he didn't get it from me. Like, is that not a little messed up? Like, if you're not willing to die to make out with me, what are we doing, right? Like, this is a highly contagious disease. You can get some looking at someone at the grocery store and you didn't get it from me? Like, my love language is gift giving. Take this. He didn't want it. He didn't want it. It was weird. Um, also, I lost my sense of smell and taste when I had it, and it reminded me a lot of eating. When you can't taste anything, reminded me a lot of having sex with my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> okay, like, you have to do it to keep this thing alive, but there's no joy. <laughs> a lot of tasteless swallowing. <laughs> Too gross while you're eating. They're okay with it. They're, they're fine with it. Everything's fine. You guys, I, uh, I took a quiz on BuzzFeed last week titled, What Kind of Sexy Are You? And it just sent back an error message. <laughs> Which was hurtful, but um, accurate. Like, I don't do sexy, that's on my main speed. Um, I have one move for all things sexual, and that's this right here. It's the whole thing. <laughs> Top to bottom, that's it. Gun noise for all things sexual. Guy's trying to talk dirty to me. He's like, hey, baby, I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing. I'm just like, what you said sounds fine. A uh, guy sent me a dick pic the other day, and I sent back a gun emoji. He never texted me back. I don't know. You guys, I don't know what that was about, but um, it was rude. I don't know, I don't know about the sexy thing though. I never have. Like my ex-boyfriend, he was I was trying to keep things spicy and I was like, hey, I know, let's watch porn together. And he was like, I don't think you're ready for my browser history. And he was right. I wasn't ready. <laughs> Guys. But I think my problem with pornography films is that I can't relate to them. You know, because like when I think about porn, I think like old school porn, like a pizza delivery guy shows up at your house, you open up the box and there's his dick. You know, and I would be so pissed there wasn't pizza in that box. It's not sexy, that's infuriating. What kind of bait and switch bullshit? Okay, sorry. Get upset. After I, uh, I got out of that relationship, I got back on Tinder um, because I hate myself. And you get it. Yeah, you get it. Uh, nightmare, right, most of the time. I don't know if you've experienced it. But, I go out with this guy who on our first date tells me that he used to do meth to 
to lose weight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're too excited about that. So you're like, that's not the reaction I'm looking for, but I, it's good. Um, yeah, then he says to me, now I do CrossFit. You should try it sometime. I was like, look, I'm down for the mess. <laughs> but I will never do CrossFit. <laughs> what are you saying? I've got standards. Kind of. Um, after a show I did in Arkansas recently, I, uh, I went to a Whataburger with a very drunk comedian friend of mine. And uh, a, a pack of youths came into the Whataburger, like a dozen high school boys. And my friend was so drunk that he engaged with them. And um, he rap battled one of them. Yeah, do you guys want to know who wins a rap battle between a drunk comedian and a 17 year old TikTok star? The answer is nobody wins. <laughs> it's terrible, beginning to end. But one of these kids, then afterwards, he sidled up to me and he was like, hey, do you think that, uh, you know, when I turn 18, that me and you? I was like, uh, wow. The age of consent in Oklahoma is 16. I don't know what you're waiting on. <laughs> I did not bang a child in Whataburger. <laughs> Just for the record. Like, we went to his car. I'm an adult. Um, speaking of children, when I was in high school, I was a lot of fun. I was a PSI leader. Do you guys know what that is? It's good. You're, you were more fun. It was postponing sexual involvement. <laughs> That's what it stood for. I was really good at it. Um, still am. And, and it was kind of like one of those, like, you guys know that marshmallow test, that psychology test where they give the kid a marshmallow and they're like, if you don't eat this marshmallow in five minutes, you could have two marshmallows. Like that's me, but with dicks. You know, I'm just waiting on my marshmallow shit to come in. <laughs> I'm just, oh, I'm hoping. So I was definitely not having sex in high school, like at all, um, but I was the alibi girl. Anybody else? No, you guys were all doing it? Okay, well, good for you. You're welcome. I was the alibi girl, all right? I was the friend that all my friends were like, I'm hanging out with Shauna tonight, but really they're getting railed by their high school dropout boyfriend behind the Piggly Wiggly. That's what they're really doing, you know? I spent a lot of Saturday nights in some dude's grandma's basement just watching MTV Cribs, like, Hurry up, Jansen, I have a curfew, you know? <laughs> Unpleasant imagery, I know. I would drive around, and my friends would have sex in the backseat of my car. I was like a sex Uber before Uber was even a thing. And my friends would be five minutes late for their period, and they'd be like, oh my god, what if I'm pregnant? I'd be like, oh my god, what if I'm pregnant? And they're like, you weren't even, I was like, yeah, but I was really close to you while you were, and they're like, that's not how it works. Like, we didn't know that second hand smoke. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. I think I'm so nervous about it because I am sure that if I ever do get pregnant, I will be one of those bitches on that show, I didn't know I was pregnant. <laughs> you guys seen this? You know? It's like, Stacey's at a party and she has to pee. Toilet baby. <laughs> Rebecca's at the movies. She had a cramp baby in the popcorn bucket. <laughs> that would be me. Wouldn't that be cute, that like a little slippery, buttery baby in a popcorn bucket? And then you could throw it in the trash on your way out. Too much. 
too far for this crowd. It's a little bit much. I get it. It's a lot. It's a lot to handle. Baby in the popcorn bucket is, is upsetting. Um, I'm sorry about that. I'm trying to recover now and get you back on my side, but you're going to be thinking about that baby in the popcorn bucket for a long time, and you're going to be upset. But I can just leave now. I'm Shauna Blaze. Thanks so much for hanging out. Signature thing. Let's get hit him with the feedback first. How are we doing tonight, guys? Feeling all right? Hell yeah, that's that kind of energy I can relate to. That's what I fuck with, just on the daily. Nice. I uh, I asked out this girl from work the other day. I was just like, hey, you want to go to dinner with me tonight? She was like, I don't think my boyfriend would like that very much. I was like, yeah, that's why he's not invited. Can't afford dinner for three anyway, what are you talking about? I, uh, I was talking to my mom the other day, she just retired, I was like, hey, uh, now that you're retired, uh, what do you want to do with your time? She was like, she was like, well, I really want to, uh, I really want to go skydiving one time before I die. I was like, yeah, definitely do it before. I don't want to be on the airplane like, this is what she wanted. <laughs> is, that a, is that a parachute going to work? It doesn't matter. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I, um, I live in China, but, uh, but I'm from around here. So, uh, so whenever I meet people, sometimes they're surprised to find out that, uh, that I'm from Oklahoma. They're like, oh, you don't sound like you're from Oklahoma. I'm like, oh shit, you've been to Oklahoma? They're like, no, fuck no. I'm like, well, I guess that uh, I don't sound like I'm from Oklahoma, and you don't sound like you know what the fuck you're talking about. So we're even. Cool. The front half of this room is great. <laughs> and the back half, I'm, I'm ready to love Sue, um, in a non-sexual way, I don't know. Look guys, this is my first time doing this in this continent. I don't know what the fuck you guys like. I'm like, I'm funny on the other side of the world. And that doesn't always work here. All right, all right, just uh, let's keep moving. So, uh, so like I said, I live in China. I, uh, I teach English. I don't, uh, I don't like the job very much. It's kind of boring, you know, like, I don't know, I don't want to explain grammar to people anymore. 
all these students like, teacher, when should I use we and when should I use us? And I'm like, what? Hey, do you guys think aliens are real? And they're like, what? I'm like, fuck this job. But uh, the other day I was in class with Kevin. Kevin's 17 years old, he wants to go to college in America. I was like, all right, Kevin, let's do a description exercise. Can you describe yourself for me? And he's like, well, um, I'm a thin boy. I'm like, hold up. Kevin, don't call yourself a thin boy. You're not a native English speaker. Like, just trust me, it doesn't sound good. He's like, but I am a thin boy. Like, okay, but Kevin, the difference is that when I was in college in America, I would hear girls say things like, oh, I like that skinny guy from my art class, or I made out with that skinny guy at the party. Kevin, I would hear girls say things like, I want to have sex with that skinny guy. Kevin, no girl has ever said, I want to have sex with that thin boy. <laughs> I've seen skinny guys, Kevin, I know what they do. Play frisbee in the park, start bands, they get laid. Kevin, I don't know what the fuck a thin boy does. But it ain't good. You want to get laid, Kevin? Yes, more than anything. All right, why don't you describe yourself for me? I'm a skinny guy, all right? And I very much like the Backstreet Boys. All right. All right, you're a thin boy. They're still listening to the Backstreet Boys in China, guys. It's, it's driving me fucking crazy. <laughs> I like, to, uh, I like to go to the zoo. It's not really a joke, that's just something about me. It's a good way to spend your time if you're 35 and you don't have a job. I, uh, no, I was at the zoo. Last time I was at the zoo, I was walking around and I, uh, I, saw, this, I saw this exhibit that just stopped me dead in my tracks. And uh, it was the penguins. Because I'm looking at the penguins. And look at all the, all the other animals, right? And all the other animals are like prowling around on the rocks and they're like climbing up the trees and swinging limb to limb. And the penguins are like, damn, this is complicated. <laughs> and I was looking at them just like, what happened to these guys? How did you get like this? And I developed a theory. I think it's like, I think it's like one of those children's fables, like, like, how did the tiger get his stripes, or why does the mosquito buzz in your ear? And I think it was like a long time ago, all the birds got together to like pick out their powers or whatever. And so they're all there, and the spokesbird, he's like, okay, let's get this popping off. Let's start with the peacock. Peacock, what do you want? Peacock's like, it's pretty simple. Uh, I want to be like a bird that's also a pimp. And he's like, all right, boom. Now Peacock is a beautiful pimp. He's like, all right, who's next? How about, uh, how about, how about Owl? Owl, what do you want? Owl's like, I want to stay up all night long. I want to have quiet wings 
and sharp talons. He's like, Al, you're fucking creeping me out right now. He's like, and, and I want to be able to turn my head all the way around. Like on The Exorcist. He's like, all right, man, you just stay away from my family. And it's like, how about, uh, who's next? How about Penguin? Penguin, what, what do you want? What the fuck do you want, Penguin? Penguin's like, I want to be thick. Like, you can't be thick, you stupid asshole. You're a bird. Why? You can't fly if you're thick. I'm going to swim. Like, you're going to swim? You're going to swim around all day eating fish? He's like, yep. Like, all right, but you got to live at the South Pole. That's what I was thinking, like, if you're a fat bird that can't fly, and you swim around all day eating fish, then you're not a bird. You're a fish. <laughs> Penguin wasn't even the worst one, though. The last one of the day, the last, the last bird to come along was Chicken. He's like, all right, Chicken, what's up? Chicken, what do you want? The thing is, Chicken showed up to this meeting just high as fuck. Chicken's like, just... <laughs> Just make me, yeah, just, just make me delicious. <laughs> He's like, I don't know if that's gonna help you, man. He's like, no, I gotta figure it out. I'm like, I don't even, I don't even wanna fly good. I just wanna taste good. He's like, all right, dude, if that's what you want. Anything else? He's like, yeah, can I just get like, can I get like a mohawk? <laughs> Made out of skin. Okay, you guys have been great. Thank you so much. I'm Cade Moore. Cade Moore, everybody. Wow, great job. I know the bird jokes up. Chicken jokes. Uh, they have chicken. They have uh, chicken wings in the menu, so um, they're great. When I was a kid, we didn't have wings so much. It was chicken legs. That's what kids ate. Uh, which I think is nice. Wings really are kind of mean. I mean, that's what makes it a bird. You know, if you eat the chicken legs, I mean, it can still fly. I mean, landings may be a little rough, but it can still fly. Uh, my worst bird, one I hate the most, is a Canadian geese. They have them in Tulsa. They poop 15% of their body weight every single day. I mean, do the math how much it'd be. I mean, bowling balls. I mean, they're just nasty. I mean, geese are like the Kardashians of birds. They're just nasty as can be. Um, okay, give me next comic on stage here. One of my favorites. Um, been doing comedy a long time. We've done stuff together. Last year on 918, uh, we did two shows at 6th and Main. We put on the big outdoor shows together as co-hosts. Please welcome to the stage, Sandra Slade. up here. I'm just <laughs> telling you, it's been a, it's been tripping, you know. Start off uh, 2020, you know, new year, new me, fuck that already, okay? <laughs> fuck that. Got COVID weight on me, just mm -mm. Black don't crack, but it damn show spread, okay? So I've been in the gym like, oh shit, I gotta, hold on, wait a minute. Can't do that anymore. I had to fire my trainer because he was like, oh, you gotta watch what you eat and then I'm like, I just want to get some guys, okay? Let's be real. I'm just trying to make some stuff sit in the right places. That's it. I bought some stuff online. You know, it's COVID, so I'm going to start trying to do stuff. 
And I was like, let me buy lingerie online, because that's smart, right? I'm like, I can do this average size. I can, you know, I got a measurement tape at home. I can do this. I bought some damn Fenty underwear. That's Rihanna's brand, old, sexy, and yeah. I ended up having to cut my ass out of that damn underwear. I was like, shit, it's too small. I was like, maybe it's you. No, it's too small. Y'all getting this back. Y'all getting this back. Anybody ever heard of a yoni egg? No? It's a little egg, like a, a ball that you put into uh, the Netherlands to squeeze, to, to help with the kegels, okay? Uh, a girlfriend of mine bought one and she's trying to use it, you know, doing her exercises. Well, we happened to be in a public restroom. And all of a sudden, we heard, oh my goodness, and you click, 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 so the egg has failed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm watching it roll, and I'm like, you know, we friends, but. <laughs> there are some areas I'm not gonna go, I'm like, you just lost that, hunt. This is, this is not. One thing working out has helped me do, you know, I'm doing the squats, so I don't have to worry about the toilet, right? I'm like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. Well, I caught a cramp. <laughs> I wasn't wearing heels and I caught a cramp, and I was like, how do you get out of this? So I asked the lady next to me. I said, uh, I'm in a bad position, and I need some help. I didn't know this lady. And she said, okay, don't worry, I got you. That's so sweet. You know, once women together in the bathroom, she got you. The lady went and pulled a fire alarm. <laughs> So now I got an EMT running, and I'm like, oh shit, I don't know. But he was cute. I'm just saying, I won at the end. It was just like, you know, they bust in the door. It's, it does not look like the movies when they bust in the door in the bathroom. It looks, looks a little weird, but I went with it. I got his number. <laughs> I just celebrated a birthday, and I feel good about it, right? Thank you, thank you. That's more than my kids did in their time. <laughs> It's your birthday, you gonna make pancakes? What the fuck, wait a minute. Anybody got kids at home? Yep. Nobody said boom, we just raised our hands like, I really don't wanna admit that shit. I have a 19 year old who is in college, thank God, and a 13 year old. When I realize that my kids are slow, cause you, you know, sometimes you get to a point, you like, you need to go back to school. You need to go back to school. My daughter asked me, how do you file bankruptcy if you don't have a bank? I was like, you need to go back to school. Let me tell you. <laughs> then I was like, is that a fail on me? Did, did I do that? The 19-year-old is a cybersecurity expert. Can figure out how to hack into, he's going to be an ethical hacker, so just don't, don't list my name and find me, but he's going to be an ethical hacker to break in places, right, and help them out. He figured out a way how to code his mouth so it looked like it was moving and doing something so his professor wouldn't know. But could not figure out how to fix a goddamn grilled cheese. I was like, really? I was like, you need help, you need help. You need help. And the 13 year old, she's into being a vegan and doing great, you know, natural stuff. So we bought this mouthwash, two part mouthwash. She's like, mom, you show me how to use it? Sure. I mix it together, swirl it up, lean back, glug, glug, glug. In the midst of that, my daughter asked me, Mom, do you spit or do you swallow? <laughs> Needless to say, we don't gargle anymore. I was like, I don't have time for that lesson. I don't really feel like that's going to be a good thing. <laughs> but uh, dating during COVID, anybody dating like me, just 
anything. I mean, I don't know how you date during COVID. I don't, I don't know how you sneak and get it. But I just, if I gotta put on PPE to bring you some PUS, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it better be essential because you know if I'm going down, I'm going for essential stuff. So the dick has to be essential. I'm just saying. Because I've had guys send me messages. You know what I'm saying? They just send you messages. They're like, you're not essential. I met you before. I know. No, the essential stuff is not calling me. That's who I need. I need the essential stuff, so. And I'm at an age where I can date either the, you know, the dad or the son. And I tell guys this because I don't care. I was like, I can date you or I can date your daddy. Which one? Because I'm going to tell you if I date your daddy, it's going to get real weird for you, okay? I'm going to have your dad tell I'm going to go buy some more oil. Yeah, <laughs> that sex oil. Yeah, hit me. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do if I was dating somebody's dad. And I tell young guys, I was like, your dad has better benefits. You know, let's just be honest. He already has his 401k. He already has all his health insurance. I gotta, I gotta take a gamble with you. I already have kids. I'm not trying to raise enough. But with older guys, I have to give them an incentive. You know, you can't just be like, hey, I'm a young girl. Because <laughs> I'm not really young. I just act like it. Okay. And I have to tell them things like, you know, their sponsorship levels, you know. You can have, you know, the bronze is a drink, you know. Silver is a little bit more than a drink. Platinum, we're not gonna talk about that tonight, that's private. <laughs> but I always tell them, I said, you know, if you have a black card, I can show you what brown can do for you. You know, it helps them out. Gives them a goal to, to reach. But a lot of times when you date older guys, it's, uh, how shall I put it? Um, Sometimes they need a little assistance, okay? And I'm not talking about the blue pill, because they, they're used to, you know, just going to it. You know, just going to it. <sighs> Me being a woman that I am, I'm gonna need you to do some, you know, work the oil a little bit, you know, <laughs> add a little magic to it. Well, I had this one guy, he was, he kept telling how, how good he was. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just a uh, Miyagi in sex. I'm just, I was like, okay. His name should have been Mr. Damn Magoo because he couldn't see shit. I'm like, I end up doing this. I end up having to light it for him. I was like, it's right here. Right here, Mr. Magoo, right here. I had to add a little glitter to it, you know, just things you gotta do. But ladies, let me just tell you this. Um, we doing too much. We wear masks, you know, they can be uncomfortable. I got it. But, um, and if you wear glasses with masks, you know they fog up. But ladies, we are still adding too many damn lashes, okay? We do not look, need to look like baby giraffes in a mask. That's not, that's not attractive. There's no guy in a bar looking to my, oh, she got lashes, I like her. The one with the 3D, yes, no. No, it's not happening, just let those go. Because right now, 2020, I'm like, just be thankful I'm wearing a damn bra and be happy, okay? <laughs> I tell you, if they, if they pan down in my Zoom camera, I'm like, hey, welcome to Chocolate Factory. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But like I said, the 19-year-old, uh, he's, uh, he's smart as a whip, but he gets on my damn nerves. And if your kids get on your nerves, at some point, you think about leaving. And since I own it, I'm like, I'm not leaving shit. I decided, I said, I've got a long-range plan. When they get old enough and they move to their own house, I'm gonna pack my Winnebago up and I'm gonna drive to their house and they're gonna have to pay me to leave. You're gonna have to pay me to leave here. I'm gonna have to 
You didn't give me no money, I'm still, yeah, I'm about to empty the sewage, all of it. But I have to be careful because I'm a, definitely allergic to shellfish. So my kids know this, and they know about my beneficiary policy. So they always, I can cook for you. Yeah, they're like, can I cook for you? No, hell, uh-huh. You saw how much you was gonna get, no, don't cook shit for me, that's okay. And then my mom has invited me to Red Lobster. I'm like, I'm your only daughter that's allergic to shellfish. So I think she's trying to cash in that Gerber Life policy herself. I'm like, she's like, yeah, retirement ain't looking so good, let's cash your shit in. So if you all hear about me but dying accidentally, look at my mother and my kids, because it's not a goddamn accident, okay? And my son, let me tell you, like I said, I've been walking around without a bra in my house, because I own it, right? So he thought it was funny to make a joke, like, Mom, you need to put on your bra, you know, you need to do something. I was like, this is my house, shut up. I walked by, and he said, swing low, swing chariot. I kicked his ass out of my house. My name is Sandra Slay. You all have a good one. Sandra Slay, everybody. Woo. You see why I love it so much. It's a great job. So, and great time about your dating life. So I'm dating now too. I've been single seven months. Oh my God. Um, it's really scary. Women have lowered their standards. I just have to say, it's the only thing going for me now. It's how people see you. It's I'm trying to figure out how they perceive you. I mean, this guy, he sees me as his probably assistant principal who's yelled at him for smelling like weed every day at school. Um, so um, I think older women, women age appropriate for me, see me as a fixer-upper, you know, have a rescue from a dog or something. I, younger women see me as a, a sugar daddy, and, and I get that. I mean, I had that vibe. I'm willing to buy a woman a drink for dinner or a lawnmower. So, I mean, I get that. It all sense there. Okay. Time for our next comic. I really love Uncle Gary. So he always brings the house down every time. He's crazy. He's legally crazy. Please bring to the stage Uncle Gary! Alright? Scram! 
mucking up the process. But I gotta be careful, because I know about myself. I get upset at things that I have no fucking business getting upset with. Like, I can't even read online news articles anymore, because uh, there's so many grammatical errors and syntactical shit that I just get pissed off and lose the message. I'll be going through there just editing like you need a comma there. There's supposed to be a semicolon here. How the fuck did you misspell an ampersand? Somebody did it. Call me old-fashioned, but a period used to mean more than just, hooray, I'm not pregnant. Right? There's a punctuation mark denoting the end of a sentence. I'd say go to college to learn your English, but don't fucking go to college, you guys. It's expensive. Like, it was like a gently used sedan per semester uh, when I was going. And that's before you even factor in, like, the cost of textbooks. A new college textbook's gonna run you somewhere between ten and $50,000 per textbook. Uh, and then you can sell it back to the bookstore at the end of the semester. Uh, you'd be lucky if a dude's like, ah, what'd you pay for this, two fifty? Here's twelve bucks. Take it or leave it. That's like ten cents on the dollar or whatever. I didn't finish college, so it's bad math. I I know children that'll tell you that's a bad deal, and they work for Nike. Is all I'm trying to say. All right. I love a good child labor crap every now and again. But like I said, I quit going to college, so I just I couldn't do it after two years. And so I sent a text to my twin sister. I was like, hey, guess who just dropped out of college? And she sent back, oh, me two weeks ago. Wonder Twin Powers activate. Form of college dropouts. Parents are proud. So I'm an uncle, I'm a twin, I'm a college dropout, but I am first and foremost a man of God. I mean, not your God. It's like I got my own thing going. All right, it's like an admixture of Hindu and Buddhist philosophy rolled up with some down-home Terrence McKenna-style psychedelic exploration. And may the jeweled veil of Indra hang low, my friends. But you don't have to worry. I'm not like trying to start a cult or nothing. But I will still fuck your girlfriend. Typical cult leader behavior. When my hair's down, I kind of look like a pre-swastika Charles Manson had a baby with Charlton Heston from those Moses movies. You know what, fuck it, I am going to start a cult. My cult can have all the good shit that other cults have, too. Like sacraments. My sacrament is whatever substance I'm abusing at any given point to forget my childhood. Scotch on the rocks tonight, folks. Uh, and then we're also going to have songs like the other cults do. Just little ditties like go tell it on the mountain over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is a code word the ancient Christians used for their sacramental hallucinogenic mushrooms. You know the ones. Alright, despite all this shit I've been saying, still occasionally a woman will let me fuck her. Trust me. Consensually, I'm a feminist. And that'll happen sometimes for a length of time. And that's what sociologists like to call a relationship. Yeah, look it up online. And uh, last time I had one of those, I was seeing a girl for a little bit, and she started texting me, asking me to do stuff to her. Uh, we'd already fucked. That was on the table. And she wanted me to tie her up in knots and stuff. BDSM. That was her fetish. 
and proved particularly tough for me to accommodate because my fetish is respecting women. But love is all about compromise, y'all, so I tied some knots on her ass, you know. I strung her up like a Native American dream catcher in the window. I bound her like so much financial debt binds us all to the government. I gagged her like actual laws that prevent you from showcasing the dire living conditions of pig farms in North Carolina. And you know, all similes aside, she liked it. She was into it. And because I acquiesced to what she wanted to do, she had to let me do what I wanted to do, which had nothing to do with her, really. It was acid. I like to do acid, you guys. I mean, I would involve her sometimes. I remember this one magical 4th of July evening. Uh, I just spent all night tripping balls and eating pussy. There was fireworks in the sky because of the holiday, not my pussy eating skills. Don't be silly. <laughs> but uh, the girl I was with, she wasn't on anything, so eventually she got tired. And I could tell because she went, get the fuck off me, I'm tired. I was like, all right, fine. The tree people were calling me outside anyway. And I was eight hits of acid deep, y'all. The tree people were actually calling me outside. And I went out and I looked up into the sky, and that's where I met Yggdrasil, the world tree. Might have heard of him from Norse mythology or the Avengers movies. No big deal. Yggdrasil isn't your basic bitch tree from any average ass forest grove. He's got the face of a lion. That's weird to see on a tree. And then, instead of bark, there was a bunch of big old boobies hanging down that were the same color as bark. And they weren't like perky, comforting tits either. These were long and strong. That's why I respected them so much at first. <laughs> but inevitably, the angel still caught me gawking and then shot snakes out its nipples to come and eat me. So I was like, all right, find the universe. I'll leave you the fuck alone too. Go back inside and eat improper labeled taquitos from Quick Trip. What you guys do, y'all? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to sing y'all a song before I go. Um, I have a habit of ruining Disney songs from my childhood. Yeah, and uh, someone told me to write a new one, and I didn't. But lucky for me, Disney keeps rehashing the same old shit. So I'm going to do my Mulan song. It's going to cost $30 this time. <laughs> So there's a song, not really, I'm not going to charge you guys this There's a song in that movie Mulan called I'll Make a Man Out of You or Dark Side of the Moon. Nobody knows what it's called. But I, uh, I rewrote the words to be about eating pussy. So enjoy it or don't. I'm going to sing it and leave. <laughs> Let me in your business. I'm going crazy, hon. No need for contraception, I'll just use my tongue. I can tie a knot in a cherry stem, hell I'll hold my breath into. So can I eat the fuck out of you? It goes down an octave there, listen to it. My junk is caught in an angry quiver. I'll finish swift like a great typhoon. But you're hung up on my STI. It's mysterious as the inside of your boon. Your bush is like a forest, but the hedge is trim.
but you'll be sure to win. I'm pretty damn good at my alphabet, and I hum a real mean tune. How about I eat the fuck out of you? My junk is caught in angry quiver. Come on, I'll finish swift like a great typhoon. Yeah, but you're hung up on my STI. It's mysterious at the inside of your pooty clap my voice. I'll tell you something. You've got the slipperiest cunt that I've ever met. But before this night is through, baby, I'll eat the fuck out of you. Even when you're having your monthly blood moon. All right, I'm off the air. Thanks, y'all. I appreciate you continuing to clap. He's a local guy, loving the great, great this day, Landry Miller! Hi, how are you doing? This is going to be very different from what you just saw. Sorry. You guys seem to clap along. You're not going to do a lot of clapping during my set, so I hope you're okay with that. Everyone settle in, this is going to get boring. Let's do it. Uh, first of all, this is crazy seeing other people. This is wild. Do you know what comedians have been doing during the pandemic? Hasn't exactly been noble. We've been doing shows on live for no one. We've just been... Tons of comedians have been at home in their parents' basement. They put a little laptop up on a bookshelf and then they tell jokes to no response. So nothing really changed for us. Yeah, we're doing all right. Yeah, guess so. Also, I'm not used to like talking to people in person. This is terrifying. I'm used to the webcam still. Like earlier, I was talking to Michael Patton, and I just said mute, and that did not go well. Uh, nothing will stop that guy. Good friend of mine. <laughs> Forgot to mention that part. Also, I don't like wearing my mask out. It's not great for me. It doesn't go well because it like. Maybe not for the same reason you guys do, but the thing is, like, I don't like it because it covers up half. It covers up half my face, and it's the last half of my face that has any youth left in it. Because if I walked around like this, you'd be like, "Look at that thirteen-year-old girl." But I put this on, you're like, "Uh oh, we should get our children back inside." Thank you. Let someone like that joke because I sure didn't. Here's the thing is, I, I realized very quickly in my life that I'm not what you'd call likable. Well, you guys figured that out pretty quick. <laughs> I'm what you'd call almost likable. You know, it just matches the rest of my life being almost a bunch of things. Like, uh, like I'm almost overweight, I'm almost a ginger, I'm almost out of the closet. <laughs> Didn't go as well as usual, but Except for that person of the hand. I really enjoyed it. That's good. Yeah. 
I'll find more material in that vein for you if that's what you want. Uh, one of my favorite things about the pandemic, I don't know if we're allowed to say that or not, but we'll stick with it. One of my favorite things about the pandemic is people have stopped asking me to help with their fucking garage sales. Because I hate those things. Sorry if you own one. Um, what I hate about garage sales is the entire concept of them. Because basically what you're doing is you're putting all these beautiful memories and trinkets from your life out on your front lawn for complete strangers to come by and judge you for. Just strangers trancing through your yard like, really, a crocheted bra? <laughs> or whatever you have in your garage sale. This is just personal, I'm sorry. But even worse than those people are the people that don't even get out of their cars, you know? They just like pull up next to your house and look out the window and they're like, eh, I don't like your life. Vroom! And they take off. It's a very short course. <laughs> a little violated there. Okay. That uh, got uncomfortable. Sorry, this table. Anyway. Uh, so I live in Tulsa, but I'm actually, uh, I'm from a small town called Durant, Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. So one gambler in the room is what I got from that. Uh, in case you don't know about Durant, Oklahoma, it's a real country town. So I didn't really fit in well there, you know. And it was hard doing comedy, because the host would come out and he'd just be like, Hi, my name is Marcus, and tonight's show is brought to you by Keystone Light. Winston's Full Flavor 100 and the body of a 1987 Chevy pickup truck. And I know what you're thinking, and no, I'm not a homosexual. Stop telling that to the people down at the bar, Randy! <laughs> so good to be in Tulsa, yeah. <laughs> almost been that same experience except for that table. That guy really liked that joke earlier. Well, I was in Durant, I went to college there, so that really paid off. <laughs> I went to school for theater. Yeah, in case you don't know what a theater degree is, it's just paying $30,000 to learn how to be like, so you had a root beer, an iced tea, and a Coke, is that right? <laughs> That's it. And that didn't work out so well, so I thought, I'll change my major. I'll go, I'll be a teacher. I'm sure you guys are all looking at me right now thinking the same thing, like, yeah, that guy should be around kids more. <laughs> It worked the first time, it worked the second time. I'll get you with a third, okay. Yeah, it, teaching didn't work out so well. Um, I got fired on my first day of student teaching. <laughs> yeah, not because I did anything too weird or creepy, just basically I walked in that sixth grade class and those stupid little bastards wouldn't shut up, you know? <laughs> so I thought I would shut them up with my very authoritative voice. And I was like, hey, if you guys don't shut up, I'm going to give you all less. You know, and they kept talking, and I said, hey, if you don't shut up, I'm going to give you all less. And they kept talking, and I said, all right, if you don't shut up, I'm going to F all you. <laughs> I got another one for you. And then I'm going to tease you with a D. So I don't know why I got fired. So anyway, after that I went to door-to-door -door sales. <laughs> yeah. 
dropped out of college, got into that, and I was like, yeah, this is the place for me. Apparently it's not. No one wants to buy something from, when, from you when you look like a 1970s serial killer. Found <laughs> that out the hard way. I did get one old guy to open up the door. I knocked and I was like, hi, I'm Landry. And he just opened up the door, looked me in the eyes, he goes, kidney stones, and slammed the door. I don't know what that means, but that is a level of rejection that I cannot handle. <laughs> also this level of rejection I cannot handle, but we'll get through it. Back to funny things, got it, okay. Um, so now that everything's opening back up, all of you are driving around again, and you're ruining my life. Um, because here's the thing, comedians are always like, traffic, right? <laughs> but little do they know, you guys are the traffic! Now I don't mean to turn the audience on me by saying you're all bad drivers, but I found out recently I have road rage, which may account for what I'm yelling at you right now, sorry. I found out that I have road rage, which is not great for someone who has a voice like mine, because no one takes you seriously. <laughs> when you're yelling at them. Stick with me, we'll get to a punchline soon. <laughs> like the problem I have is that I have road rage so I yell at people and then the yeller I, the yeller I get. Thank you. I don't know why you like that line so much, but I'm keeping it in every time. Please come to all my shows. The louder I get, the more, like, the more angry I get, the angrier I get, the more I just turn into Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> And then I'm just driving down Memorial, and I'm like, okay, what are we doing? Let's do this thing already. Move the movement. Little bumpers. Anyway. I also found out with this voice, I'm not good at what, what is it called? Uh, dirty talk? I don't know. I only heard half that comment, and I'm glad I didn't hear the second part. You know, it's not just the voice that's the problem with the dirty talk. I was also raised by my grandparents, so like I only know like slang from the 50s and 60s, you know? Which does not translate well, <laughs> found out. Apparently it's not hot to be like, yeah, I'd like to put the bees in your knees. Yeah, I'd like to get the cat out of those pajamas. Mm, no, it's probably illegal on that one. One of my favorite things about living in Tulsa is I like to just scroll through Craigslist. Don't judge me. And I came across one of the weirdest Craigslist ads I've ever seen in my entire life. So I saved it thinking you guys might want to hear it, but uh, if you don't, that's fine. Do, do you want to hear it? Okay. This is absolutely real, and you can also look it up on our local Craigslist. I have an exact screenshot right here. I'm just going to read it to you word for word. Here we go. Let's do this. <clears throat> it's entitled Sperm Donor. Again, this is under creative services if you have an issue finding it. Okay, let's do this. <clears throat> I am offering my semen free to anyone who would like to make a baby. Okay, straightforward. I'm not just looking to get laid. Okay, no ulterior motives, awesome. I am 37-year-old white male with one son already. Awesome, he has a resume. I have helped eight couples already and have several references. For those of you that haven't done the math yet, eight couples, that's 16 people. Several references, that's not 16 people. And then he ends it with this. I have had a recent STD test 
and will provide proof upon request. Okay, here's the issue with that. Nowhere does it say whether he passed or failed the STD test. Anyway, if any of you are interested, that is my ad. Talk to me after the show. I'll help you out. Uh, I'm gonna get out of here on this one, and yeah, thanks. <laughs> a lot of support for the sperm, not a lot of support for me being a teacher. Uh, fuck those kids. No, sir, hold on. Did I get you on the third one? No. So I found out recently I have something called low testosterone. <laughs> okay, you guys are just surprised by that news as I was, wonderful. Here's the thing, I went in and I took the test, and it was easy, I scored 103. Yeah! I was like, 103, I got bonus points? And they were like, no. Normal is 700. You are dying, ma'am. Hey, thanks so much. Thank you, everybody. All right, great green stock. Great green stock there that guy. Okay, one more comic. Uh, before we leave, make sure that you have waitresses and bar staff. Um, check in on social media. There's a Facebook event for this page. Check in at the bar. Say nice things on you. Praise everybody possible. This is Dominate Comedy. This show is being recorded. Um, there'll be a podcast next week on soundstooth.com. Download the app. There's a lot of comedians, a lot of content there from local people. Soundstooth.com. So download the app. Okay, our last comic is one of my favorites. Every time I do a show, he wins. So he's just good at this. So please welcome to the stage, Tell Norton. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How we doing tonight, guys? What the fuck just happened in my mouth? How we doing tonight, guys? Yeah. You know we're not in church, right? Yeah. Yeah. Looking at me like I'm gonna sing Jesus loves you. Let's try that again. How we doing tonight, guys? Fucking hell. My name is Terrell, by the way. He pronounced it correctly. Doesn't always happen. Some people they'll read my name and they pronounce it Terrell. How do I put this? If he just said, please welcome Terrell Norton, this is not what you would expect. Some of you are deciding if that's racist. That's okay. That's okay. I always hated my name when I was a kid, though. I asked my mom one time why she named me Terrell. I was like, Mom, why'd you name me Terrell? Because, you know, kids are dicks. And I got made fun of all the time. Mom, why'd you name me Terrell? We wanted to give you an interesting name. Terrell, that's interesting. I was like, no, just mostly fucking misspelled. Get <laughs> the fuck out of here. She's always trying to keep me positive, you know what I mean? I don't know if you can tell this just looking at me. I'm not an athlete by any means at all, and that's always been true. But this is the Midwest, so it's just kind of like, go play fucking football. So I played fucking football. I was terrible. I was awful. My greatest accolade in sports was the guy on the loudspeaker goes, and the running back was almost tackled by Terrell Morton. My mom comes up to me after the game and goes, I heard your name. I was like, no the fuck you didn't. <laughs> my mom was always trying to keep me positive, and on the flip side, my dad was never positive. Never. Because there was a juxtaposition kind of thing in my household, you know what I mean? On the one hand, my mom was raised Southern Baptist, and on the other, my dad was an asshole. So it worked out great. Everything was fun. I always hated my dad, though, even when I was a little kid, which was weird because everyone brags about their dad, you know what I'm talking about? And what's the most common one? 
my dad can kick your dad's ass. You remember hearing that as a kid? I hated my dad, so I was like, bet, when can he come around? <laughs> Best play date ever. <laughs> so as you can probably tell, I'm a little bit uh, awkward as a person. So, you know, uh, I love awkward situations when they happen to other people. You know what I mean? Everyone else kind of gets that cringy thing. I'm the guy going, oh, oh, this is great. Until it happens to me. Then not so much. The other day I ran into my ex-girlfriend. Fuck. I still have mental illnesses that I like, kind of like nicknamed her doing. You know what I mean? Like one of those. And she goes, oh my God, it's so good to see you. I was like, really? Because this is a nightmare for me. She goes, I never understood why we didn't stay friends after we broke up. I was like, you just answered your own question with, we broke up. I've never understood being friend, like friends with your ex, you know what I mean? It didn't work out. Why would I transfer you to a different department of my life, you know? Like, if I call a guy to come to my house and fix my plumbing, and he can't fix my plumbing, I don't sit him down and I'm like, okay, so the plumbing didn't work out, but how are you at landscaping? <laughs> fuck out of here. But of course you run into an ex, you know, and uh, this is when I was still single. So you run into an ex and it kind of reminds you when you were getting sex on the regular. So you're kind of like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm single as hell. So I did what we all do. It's a mistake. We know it's a mistake. We do it anyway. I downloaded Tinder. It's a free app and I still wanted a refund. Like, it's awful. I also want to go ahead and get a couple things out of the way real quick. Number one, ladies, stop saying you love God on Tinder. Stop it. Jesus is my number one. Yeah, well, apparently Dick is your number two. Calm down. <laughs> saying you love God on Tinder is like putting a Jesus fish sticker on a vibrator. Like, calm down. Get <laughs> the fuck out of here. I did get a date though, got a date off of Tinder, and I'm a gentleman, so I met her in public. Yeah, don't fucking be like, oh, let's meet at my house. You might be a fucking psycho killer, get the fuck out of here. Meet her in public, be a gentleman, assholes. So, met her in public, you know, get the drinks, because obviously, I have a fucking whiskey over here, I like drinks. So, we get the drinks, and then we go over to the table, and then it gets to the interrogation portion of the date, you know what I'm talking about? And she goes, so what are you into? I was like, oh. I said, hair pulling, ass slapping. I got a pair of handcuffs we can play with. She goes, I meant your hobbies. <laughs> and I said, I'd like to stick with my original answer. <laughs> yeah, she didn't call me back. She did not call me back. I had something that I wanted to try real quick. If you guys are up for it, you guys seem quiet. So, we'll give it a shot. I wrote these next jokes in therapy. Not with a therapist, that's just what I call it when I eat a lot of edibles. So if you're down, I'm gonna give them a shot. You guys up for it? All right, give me a second, I gotta look them up. Who else is drunk right now? Working on it. Working on it, that boy. All right. When I heard there was going to be a movie called The Haunting in Connecticut, I just thought it was going to be two hours of a ghost in a cardigan. 
I'm going to give that a C. That's going to get a C on that one. <laughs> I was once told that I have Peter Pan syndrome, which I didn't enjoy because syndrome is a bit of a grown-up word. <laughs> that gets another C. Here we go. Fuck it. Here we are. We're having a good time. Have you ever seen someone who's ugly to look at, but they're also confident, and all you can think in your head is, what do you think you look like? <laughs> Make an A? I was going to give it a B. All right. I was shopping at this store called L.L. Bean, and I was looking for a shirt, right? And I looked over, and I saw a lesbian couple buying matching flannels, which is adorable. That's, the, that's so cute. But they were buying them out of the men's section, which I'm like, that's demoralizing. So I'm going to start my own company, and it's going to be flannels specifically for lesbians. Yeah, I'm going to call it LL Flick the Bean. <laughs> if you're a straight guy not laughing at that, you're doing it wrong. And if your girlfriend is laughing harder than you are, you're fucked. But not literally. Um, <laughs> I have a daughter. She's uh, four years old. And a couple of years ago, she was obsessed with that movie Frozen. Loved that movie. I know every word to that movie now. You know what I mean? She'd watch it all the time. Daddy, daddy. But she never called it Frozen. Daddy Snow. She called it Snow all the time. Daddy Snow. We watched it three times in a row. Credits again, credits again. And I go, honey, what do you want to watch now? Daddy Snow. And I go, daddy's all snowed out right now. <laughs> Which means a very different thing than the last time daddy had to say that. <laughs> the old got a daughter cocaine joke. Coming in handy. Um, <laughs> So, I also have a niece, she's seven, and for Christmas, she got a microphone with an amp on the bottom of it, because apparently someone hates my brother. And so she runs up, she goes, uncle, uncle, look, and she's showing it to me, you know, you know how kids show it to you, they has got to show you every corner, every crevice, all that shit, and then she goes, look, 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 and I go, okay, yeah, that's great, go play, which is adult to kid for, okay, fuck off. And so, you know, you hear her playing in her room and everything, and she runs back, and she goes, Uncle, Uncle, we're playing comedy. Oh my God, she wants to be like her uncle. Pros and cons, I know, but still, pretty cool. <laughs> and then she goes, we're playing comedy, but we don't have an audience. I was like, you're playing comedy, all right. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what, one more therapy joke. How's that sound? Okay. You guys sound so excited about this. <laughs> Does anyone else think it's a little fucked up that we run marathons for MS? <laughs> it's like having a bake sale for diabetes, isn't it? Like, hey, look what we can do. <laughs> Here's some money, shut the fuck up. Those are my therapy jokes, that's fine. Working <laughs> <laughs> a lot of uh, restaurant kitchens, anyone else? <laughs> no, help, tell the jokes. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, fantastic. I remember I showed up to this one job, and normally at kitchens you can listen to like music or whatever, that's an open kitchen, so they can't fucking do it, so you know. <laughs> so, 
I, I showed up to work and there's a Bluetooth speaker hanging out and I was like, oh, I want to I wanna connect my phone. Let's, let's listen to some death metal and piss some people off. That'll be fun. Fuck them. So then I turn and I go, hey man, how do I connect my phone to this Bluetooth speaker? And he goes, I don't know, it was my dead dad speaker. <laughs> shit, sorry. Fucking wow. This guy did this shit. I worked there for a while. This guy did this shit all the time. You know how you like talk to someone and they'll turn the conversation to what they want to talk about? You know what I'm talking about? God forbid you say the word honor and then they're like, my little shit stains on the honor roll. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about your little kid, okay? I don't care. This guy did the same thing with the fact that his dad passed away. Aww. Fuck that guy. Fuck him and fuck his dad. I don't give a shit. This guy did this all the fucking time. So one day, I look over and this guy is just getting screamed at. Right? So the chef is just like right here, just screaming in his face, getting the spittle like all over his face. And I look over and I was like, I didn't want to be a total asshole that day. So... I walked over to go, hey man, look, I know you're having a rough day. Why don't you come on out, hang out at a comedy show, I'll buy your ticket, have a few laughs, we'll forget about this together, right? You know who wishes he could go to a comedy show? Oh my God. <laughs> your dead dad? My dead dad! <laughs> and I snapped, I did, I snapped, I couldn't take it anymore. I go, you know what? Bring him. <laughs> Bring your dad, dad, dude. Have a Ouija board on the table and talk to him the whole show. I don't care. Okay, number one, I do feel kind of bad about that. <laughs> but number two, how fucking awesome would it be if he showed up with a Ouija board, right? Like he's sitting at the table, he's got it set up, he's got candles all around it, got his hands on the planchette, looking off in the ethereal realm. Dad, what'd you think of that joke? H A H. M. H. M. Sorry, his dad was Latino. That's my bad. J. M. J. M. J. <laughs> I love that fucking joke. Uh, so I don't know if you can tell by my demeanor, my joke so far, or the fact that I bought this shirt. I'm what scientists and scholars refer to as a stoner. Anyone else? They're honest, the rest of you are full of shit. Yeah, we got medical because five people do it. Fuck all of you. Uh, I love smoking weed, man. It's one of my favorite things on the planet. But the thing is, is I don't like to do what people my age like to do after smoking weed. You know, they listen to Sublime or order tapestries or whatever the fuck they do. I like to run errands. Oh, that's my favorite shit. Everyone else is like, let's listen to Santeria. I'm like, let's hit the bank, let's do this. My absolute favorite one though, grocery shopping. I love it, dude. If you have a list and you smoke beforehand, it turns it into the shittiest scavenger hunt you've ever been on. I can tell you how many types of Sour Patch Kids there are. Let me put it to you that way. So I go and I get all my groceries, everything like that. I go up to the front, and I'm sitting there, and I put all my stuff on the little conveyor belt, right? By the way, it just looks like a 12-year-old was left unattended with a $50 bill. Like, there's four different kinds of Doritos. You know, it's good shit. 
And I, I sit there for a second, and the woman hasn't said anything to me. No hi, no welcome back to the fucking store you've been to a thousand times, none of that shit. So I was like, great, I don't have to talk to people? Oh, fantastic. So I just kind of sit there, I'm just waiting. And I start singing a little song in my head, you know? Sour Patch Kids are delicious. Gonna fuck up this bag of Doritos. And then without warning, no hesitation, mind you, this woman looks at me dead in the eye and goes, Sir, what's your favorite flower? I'm too high for this. Daisy, tulip, rose, like I can do it now, but at the time, nothing! There's like a little man running around in my brain going, Flower! Hand me flower! We don't care! Throw it this way! Nothing. Alt, control, delete, locked up. I got nothing. So what I did say when this nice woman asked me, what's your favorite flower, was all purpose. I really wish that was just a joke. My name's Terrell Norton. You guys have been awesome. Please give it up for the comics tonight. Shauna Blake.